Welcome, everybody, to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. There was so much to the, so much richness to the Christmas story. There is palace intrigue. There are mysterious visitors. There is uh, just amazing things culminating in Jesus being born. I want to get to Matthew chapter 2. And I'm going to read uh, 1 to 11. Should go quickly. We'll find out. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king... Behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard it, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he began to inquire of them where the Christ was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and ascertained from them the time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child, and when you have found him, report to me that I too may come and worship him. And having heard the king, they went their way. And lo, the star which they had seen in the east went on before them, until it came and stood over where the Christ child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And they came into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. So I was reading this story and I've been praying, Lord, how do you want me to present this story. What do you want me to preach about in this story? There's so many good things. There's the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh can be representative of of different things that God works in our lives. Uh, The magi from the east. I mean, it's just all good stuff. And then one night, I just was up 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, just waking up for some reason, and I was praying. And I tell you, the Lord opened up to me. I just saw him in tender, mercy, grace, a magnificent love, gentle. And my heart just opened up when I saw this in prayer. I just opened up and joy came flooding out. And, for, and I just prayed for the, uh, just everything. Just flooded out of my heart. 
repentance and praise, joy, love, everything just opened up before him because I saw him so clearly, so beautifully. Now the phrase here in Matthew 2.11 says, And when they saw the, uh, 2.11, and they came into the house and saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Now, in, uh, in Luke 1 and 77, uh, Zach, Zacharias, his tongue was loosed. And he began to speak. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and he prophesied about John. And he said John would go before him. And he said, for he will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give to his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God with which the sunrise from on high shall visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Because of the tender mercy of God the Father, Jesus is the tender mercy of God the Father. In the New Testament, that word is two words, tender mercy. In the Old Testament, you look up the word tender mercy, it's one word. Rachem. Tender mercy. It can mean, I think Jay has mentioned it before, it can mean the bowels, because the Jewish people felt that this is where tenderness came from. But, there's another meaning. It can also mean the womb. It can mean a mother with child. Tender mercy. Jesus, the tender mercy of God. I believe the Magi came in and they saw the child with his mother. They literally saw the physical representation of the tender mercy of God the Father for man. When we get into that situation, when we come before the Lord, when we have that moment where we see the true tender mercy of God, There is no judgment. There's tenderness. There's care. Our hearts can open before Him completely. The words in 2.11 say, and they open their treasures. Now, that's like uh, a coffer or a container. A treasure. A place where we keep valuables. And what is more valuable than our hearts? We keep the values, our valuables in our hearts. They saw the tender mercy of God and they just opened their hearts before Him and their gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave the tender mercy. They gave the treasures of their heart to the Lord. This is our last Sunday 
for the rest of the year. Next two Sundays we're off. So I want every one of us to learn if you never remember anything else I've ever said I want you to know that the tender mercy of God is pouring out on each one of you the tender mercy of God without judgment gentle and kind in let's see in John, First John, four sixteen. Don't worry, you don't have to turn to it. I'll just read it. And we have come to know and have believed the God, love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in Him. By this love is perfected with us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Love is perfected in us. If nothing else, if you haven't learned anything else, which I'm sure you have, you're all wonderful people, you are perfect in love. You are perfect in the love of God. You are perfect without flaw complete. God's love will never quit. It will never stop. It is pouring out on each one of us full force, all the way, 100%. And yet, it is tender and kind. He has carved our names into His hand. You are perfect in love. Everybody repeat after me. I am perfect in love. He is pouring out perfect love without flaw on each one of us. Uh, When those magi came into the room, they were looking for a political leader. But they found a living God. I don't know, we don't know anything about where they came from. And when they disappear, there's really no more mention of them. But, one thing is, when you come into the presence of God, you are changed. And they were changed. You come into that perfection. I'm worried, not worried, but I am concerned. Because, just like Herod, as we read, he, the world, will try and take that thought of perfection away. I know we talk, I talk a good, you know, sometimes I talk a good game. But I know the enemy is always trying to get in there and say, oh, you messed up. He loves you less. Or things are going so awful. What did I do wrong? Or things are going well. He must like me more. Stop striving to earn love because you are perfect in love. You don't have to 
do more. If I do more, he'll love me more. I'm not doing enough. Please. Be at ease. Be at rest. You are perfectly loved. Perfect love. And when we realize perfect love, it leads to perfect fellowship. When we fellowship with God, but it's a win-lose game, we've got to gain more. Paul said in uh, 1 Corinthians 13.3, I can give my body to be burned. But without love, it profits me nothing. He talks in the measurement of the person who's trying to earn love. Profit and loss. Like love is a scorecard. Throw that scorecard out. Throw it out. You are perfect in love. You are perfect in His eyes. You are tender to Him. Tender in His heart. I have to go to my notes. We abide in Him. And that word abide can mean many, many different things. It can mean a, a, a physical place. But it can also mean a state of being. We abide in Him. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. To me, I love the idea of connection. We are connected. We stay connected. We abide. Another way to think of it is this. You are perfect in love. Which leads to perfect fellowship. Perfect fellowship. We abide in Him in perfect fellowship. Why is it so... We, I just want to tell, say that when we give over to the idea that we are perfect, the barrier falls down. The trying, the trying to be better, trying to do this, trying to do that. Let it fall away. You don't have to try. He loves you. Absolutely loves you just as you are. But when we live in perfect fellowship, then that love gets perfected in us. We become like Him. The tender mercy of God. A mother with a child. Like Father having his arms around us. Holding us tender in his arms. Perfect love. And when we have perfect love, our hearts open. It's so much easier for your heart to open 
when you're not worried about the scorecard, when you're not worried about profit and loss. And the beautiful thing about Jesus being the vine and we are the branches is when we are connected, it flows through us. Uh, It flows. Another way of abiding is it flows through. It flows through us. That perfect love now goes out to our neighbors, to our friends, to the cashier at the dollar store. Perfect love flows through us when you realize you are in perfect love. I've said it over and over again because I want you to remember it. Stop striving. Live in perfect love. Let him do the work he wants to do in you. In perfect fellowship of the Spirit. That, to me, is the message. Now the Magi had problems here. Because it's funny... Uh, I was reading all kinds of stuff about the Magi. And there's lots of speculation where they're from, who they were. Don't even worry about it. It's fun to kind of dig around and try and figure out. But I will say this. The Magi are there because God honors his word. That is it. God honors his word. In Numbers 24, 17, this is Balaam speaking. And God gave him some words. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come forth from Jacob, and a scepter shall rise from Israel. God will honor his word. The Magi are there because God is honoring his word and he will honor his word in your life. When I was praying and I just saw just this perfect love, amazing and tender, yet cannot be broken, cannot cannot be moved. I said, Lord, how can I even convey this to other people? It's almost beyond. It is almost beyond words. What I was seeing. And the Lord, He just, He didn't really say anything to me. It's just, He presented this said, speak it out. Here it is. It is right here. Pour out your heart. Come before him, realizing it is perfect love. Let your heart open. Let the treasures pour out. You know, I was sitting right over about where Jonathan was one day, praying. 
and oh, I was having a bad day, you know, fibromyalgia, blah blah blah, just oh. And I'm praying, and then the Lord said to me, you know, will you invite me in to your pain? Invite me into your pain. Now, I was like, Lord, I have brought up my pain lots of time in prayer. Lots of time. But, what he showed me was this. I invite him in to share this pain. I invite him in. He burdens this pain with me. And when I invite him in, there's a new aspect to fellowship that I've never seen before. There is a new aspect to fellowship. Did my pain go away? No. I'm, I pray for healing. I pray for other people. I hope for healing. But we have a God who wants to bear our pain with us. He wants to be with us. And when we open our hearts and allow Him in, even in that pain, there is a form of fellowship that is beyond words. He does something in us that I can't even explain. It is amazing. So, this holiday season, we think of, we think of the baby lying there with Mary. He is the tender mercy of Father God for His people. He is the tender mercy for each one of us. Gentle and kind. You, if you abide in Him, you abide in perfect love. He has perfect love. Even if you don't abide in Him, he perfectly loves you. But when we abide in Him, we let it flow through us. We let it in. We open our hearts and we let it in. And then you start to see that perfect love start to radiate out. We grow the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. These things start showing up in our lives. <laughs> Those magi gave him some pretty impressive gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All three of those things, priceless, just absolutely valuable. But what does Jesus give back? When we open our hearts to him, we get perfect fellowship of the Spirit with a heavenly Lord, with our Lord and Savior. This time of year, I ask you to examine your hearts. Have you start to believe that lie that the devil is trying to put on you? That somehow you need to earn his grace. You have to earn his love. 
that you're losing love because you've messed up and he loves you less. Or you're in the middle of difficult times and you're like, where are you, Lord? Do you not love me anymore? And that is so far from the truth because you are perfect in love. You are perfectly loved. 